Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Tua can't stop winning. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a the best kicking scout in the biz shout out tyler bass and with me as always is aj it's gino time in seattle marchese did you just say my name was ajay i i'm stumbling here i'm using (laughs) no headphones today (laughs) yeah this is if this episode is off it's because rob is holding his phone to his ear it's very is this what they did in the olden times yeah the, the first podcast was just two people holding their phones to their ears no wonder it took forever for them to take off today we're talking all the nfl rookies who thrived and struggled in week 10 let's hit it seven 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 rounds in heaven with my baby Driving up to Cleveland maybe Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell Don't draft specialists on the first day Don't draft specialists on the second day Maybe draft a punter in the six We'll see Let's go seven rounds Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Uh, you know uh, who else is a sport? Football's a sport. And we got two guys uh, in South Carolina who won't be playing football again this year. And that's cornerbacks jc horn and israel mukuamu yeah i didn't say i didn't say that confidently no um (laughs) after will muschamp was obviously fired following uh the tough loss to lane kiffin's old miss um the the i I, i'd say that the two biggest named prospects on that gamecocks uh, team decided to start preparing for the nfl draft um J.C. Horn's got a really good shot at going in the first round. He has been playing lights out this year, so I'm not surprised to see yeah. him opt out. And he's put certainly has put enough on tape to, to justify the move. Um, with Israel Mukuamu, it's a I think it's a little bit more up in the air. He's he's a very AJ fall in love <laughs> with how tall he is I, corner. I, and I did in the summer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's six four, and both of them coming into this uh, season have potential first round at minimum top 100 hype and jc horn certainly lived up to it mukuamu battled some injuries um and i I don't think his play was as flashy as it had been at times as a sophomore he's also a guy who i know some people view him as a safety so i think he's gonna be really interesting to track uh going forward to see how how early he does go because clearly he's got a ton of potential um versus horn who's who's very much seems like a pro ready guy yeah and like right now if i were to have to bet as as we like to say on this show i agree that i think horn's a first round pick and mukamba i still think he's a day two pick yeah the uh, just gambling on that upside uh, again it's gonna be such a strange draft process this year um yeah it's a good corner class though uh and again i wonder if some teams will view him as a safety he's listed at 6'4 205 
Or if Seattle's just going to take him on day two and make AJ happy. But either way, I think it makes sense that both these guys decide to make this move. I mean, South Carolina is obviously not trending in a in a great direction right now. Muschamp's out. Mike Bobo's in. Um, <laughs> so sick. Yeah. Hey, Connor Shaw got an on-field position though, so like that is kind of sick. Hey, can I can I give one more? Jermaine Curse joined the Washington coaching staff today too. It's very cool. Oh no way! Yeah, so sick. That, that's the best. <laughs> um, but I, I do wonder if uh, we'll see. We, we've seen periodically through this this season guys opt out and declare. I wonder if we'll see it going forward in, in following seasons, even COVID removed from this. Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah. If we'll see, like, a guy plays five games for whomever and they're one in four, but he's great and he's put out a lot of good tape, I kind of understand, like, why bother keep playing? It's a business decision. Mm-hmm. I understand that the NFL could potentially be like, oh, he's not committed to the team. But, I mean, all that stuff we heard about guys sitting out bowl games, that never actually really affected them. Exactly, yeah. So it's really all up to the crotchety old men in the NFL to see if they uh... – if they're going to punish, in quotation marks, players for, uh, not this year, obviously, because it's Fox, but in the future, if this is a thing, punish guys for opting out early via falling in the draft. But uh, like you said, it didn't hurt them in the, in the, in the sitting up bowl games. You just, uh, it was just a good thing for sports talk radio to bitch about. Um, other than that, we got a whole heap of senior bowl acceptances. Cause Jim Nagy He's busy, baby. <laughs> He's busy because he's not canceling this thing. I'm telling you, there's no way. <laughs> or I think he wants to have a full roster in case it gets canceled. That's This is my new working that, theory. That actually makes sense just to show that these were the guys who were good enough to make the Super yeah. Bowl. I understand that, and like I think that is smart. No, no, no. It's I, actually just to brag on Twitter next year that when guys pop on tape that he, uh, he would have been at the Super Bowl. Uh, I love it. I love it. Jim Nagy is very much worth a follow on Twitter. Um <laughs> I'll start. I'll just run through the offensive guys. We can talk a little bit, then we'll do the defensive guys. Um, so the Senior Bowl offensive acceptances. Uh, this is all since what Sunday morning? Yeah, it's a lot of guys. It was it was a big bulk yesterday, Monday. Uh, so starting on offense, Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask, North Carolina running back Michael Carter, Missouri running back Larry Roundtree, LSU wide receiver Racy McMath. Florida wide receiver Trevon Grimes, Georgia tight end Trey McKitty, Oklahoma State offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, Boston College guard Zion Johnson, and Penn State center Michael Manette. By the way, I've, I'm have i calling them at the positions they are officially listed as at the Senior Bowl. So, Hey, I actually didn't see Michael Carter today, so <laughs> that one's cool. That's fun for us. Well, I was going to ask, what... Um, what what from the offense of in the, the group I just named? Who are you most excited to see in, in Mobile if they're actually there? Uh, I guess Trask. I mean, it's it's the most important for him, right? I mean, both quarterbacks. To be honest, Kellamon could improve his stock greatly there too, because I mean, there's still Kellamon fans floating around out there because he's got the talent. Well, after again after the top six quarterbacks, it's very much wide open and. Uh, Kelamon is certainly in that quarterback seven mm-hmm. conversation. Um, I think I'm most well. I'm obviously most excited to see Michael Carter. He's been one of my favorite prospects for a while. Uh, I'm happy he's there. Um, but Zion Johnson, I think, is a guy who could really. We we've talked about it before. He moved to left tackle this year. He hasn't been as good at left tackle as he was at guard um, in 2019. But if he goes to the Senior Bowl and just dominates as a guard i think you, you might get a little bit more of that like potential second round pick mm-hmm. uh buzz once again do you, do you think they will see him at tackle at all at the senior bowl hypothetically or do you think it's just, no it's, he's gonna show up and they're instantly gonna put him at guard i think both the senior bowl and him know it's best for him to be mm-hmm. a guard yeah no i agree like i i think the, the move to left tackle at boston college i think is more about them as yep. a team than it is about him as that's his natural position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, jump into the defensive side where we got a ton of defensive linemen. Um, starting with Miami edge rusher Quincy Roche, Florida edge rusher Jeremiah Moon, Vanderbilt edge rusher Deo Odeyingbo, Wake Forest defensive lineman Boogie Basham, Tulane defensive lineman Cameron Sample, Georgia defensive lineman Malik Herring, 
Virginia linebacker Charles Snowden, Oregon State linebacker Hamilcar Richard Jr., LSU linebacker Jabril Cox, West Virginia linebacker Tony Fields, Penn State corner Tariq Castro-Fields, Missouri safety Josh Bledsoe, Missouri safety Tyreek Gillespie, <laughs> Cincinnati safety James Wiggins, Florida safety Sean Davis. Now, AJ, do you think anyone's still listening to this podcast <laughs> or just hearing me list names for 10 minutes? It's like a, a numbers station in England or something, just <laughs> saying stuff on loop. Uh, no, no one's listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Uh, how about Boogie Basham? How much do you think even looking really good in um, – like, like I think you know what he is, and I, I don't know yeah. how much even the Senior Bowl is going to raise his stock. Is that fair to say? Uh, kind, of, kind of just because I think, again, when we, we talked a bit literally on the last show, is his ceiling is going to be capped out due to yeah. – athleticism but i think he's one of the safest players in the draft i mean he he's a guy who who i think can go anywhere from the 20s to the back end of the second round so mm-hmm. i i do think him being there if he just absolutely dominates because he's got these violent hands he's such a powerful pass rusher i i think he could solidify himself in the back end of that first round um no, i'm really excited to see him i'm really excited to see quincy roche for sure and, and we've already got shaq and tony there are a lot of big name guys uh in terms of pass rushers i mean for now aj never likes to get too excited about the mm-hmm. early accepted invites because by the time the senior bowl comes around half of them aren't there uh <laughs> what, what moon being there is pretty pretty boomer bust for him he could have a big week or it could just like you know just nothing from him uh that one's a little interesting uh and I, Nagy's been bumping these Mizzou DBs all year on Twitter. So. I love Gillespie over the summer. Yeah, no, Gillespie, so I, yeah. I th- I I'm in on that. He, he, I think he's been saying they're the best safety tandem in the country or something. So it's not surprising that he has them both there. I, I also really like the versatility of the linebacker group. Um, like Snowden and Rashad Jr. Mm-hmm. can both pass rush. Rashad, Hamilcar Rashad's in my mind, a pass rusher. Charles Snowden's more of that true tweener. And then Jabril Cox is kind of that, that like big safety, Mm -hmm. small linebacker type of will. So I'm, I'm really excited to see all three of them. It again, I don't want to get too excited because odds are the senior bowl doesn't actually take place. And on top of that, odds are a lot of these guys aren't actually there, but for now, just please let me be excited. I will. Rob. I'll, I'll let you have it this week. I'm also happy James Wiggins is there because he, to me, he's been like the biggest name on that dominant Cincinnati defense for like three seasons. Now. I know he missed last year, but and now he's finally uh, in Mobile. Sure, uh, I don't think I'm a huge fan of Wiggins, but no, he definitely has been the like the the the, the core there for Cincy Rob. Yep. Okay, let's jump into rookie talk. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, we'll start with the rookie QB rundown. I had the Bengals-Steelers game this week. I'll talk about Joe Burrow. I think it was his worst game. It's too um, windy, Rob. P- part of it was the Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league. His offensive line was horrible. It name? was really windy, and I do – I I know it's a bit of a joke on Twitter about his arm strength, but I do – I swear to God, the wind was affecting, like, he just couldn't put that much on it, and it was affecting some balls, especially on outside throws. Not everything was getting there on time or just getting there in general. Um, there were, there was some good, like, him and T. Higgins once again. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the chemistry is clearly there. Uh, A.J. Green and him just don't seem to mesh. Um, I, I'd be shocked if A.J. Green's back there this year. Uh, and, and, again, the, like, the Steelers pass was just all over him. Like, Stephon Tewitt, uh, T.J. Watt. And Cam Hayward all look like all pros in this game. And probably because they are all all pros this year. And and then on top of that, he didn't have Joe Mixon once again. Um, There's just a lot of... I I guess my main takeaway from it was because seeing Joe Burrow play this poorly against this good a team, I'm not worried because we've seen so much good to this point, right? Yeah. More of my main question is, is Zach Taylor going to be back in Cincinnati? I was about to ask you that very question, Rob. And I was going to ask, like... Uh, what what do we see? Like, was it still a lot of empty in this game? Or wh- yes, okay. Which is 
I mean, it's hard to say they shouldn't go to it, but if, if you see Burrow's not doing too well, it's maybe not the right move. And it's, I, I, I agree with you there, but again, no mixing and like, I don't know, like they're get, like getting Samaj P Ryan's touches. <laughs> it, that like it doesn't help that yeah. outside of Jonah Williams, I don't think anyone on that line is necessarily the answer. And then your best back is out, and, and he's a top ten back in the league. So there's a lot of that going into it. But but I like there just isn't too much creativity in general to make up for some of the shortcomings I think of this team. Yeah. And, and obviously Zach Taylor was hired to be this offensive Sean McVay genius, and he he has not shown that. I know like I get why, especially knowing Mike Brown's history. Like he kept Marvin Lewis for sixteen years. Like he doesn't give up on a guy that quick. But. To me, has Zach Taylor shown anything? Like I don't think so. I, I was like the... He's been so forgettable. Yeah, like last year was obviously a, a wash, but even even then you didn't see anything from the staff at all. And and this year, like I don't know, it's not getting better. And I, I definitely think he'll be back there, but I don't know if he should be. Um, now, like, like you like mentioned... Like hell, hire Joe Brady... Yeah, I mean, they sh- realistically, they should. Yeah, but. Joe Brady's done more in the NFL than Zach Taylor as a play caller, and Joe Brady's it's, only been a play caller for half a season. That's absolutely correct. I mean, that that, that seems like a slam dunk, right? Like, like that, it's just... That's, I don't know. He's it's, 31, but I'm just saying. Like, well, I'm just saying... Well, I mean, but it's, it's not like Zach Taylor's fucking Mr. Mr. Incredible. Zach Taylor's sneaky old. How old is Zach Taylor? He's like 38. Sneaky old, goddamn! You're you're like 38. My God, um, Jesus! Christ. Why would you say that to me? Because <laughs> you're being mean to Zach, uh, and I love him. No, I don't. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I don't know. If if Joe Brady's out there, why would you not do that? Anyways, uh, I think he'll be back, but I don't know if he should be. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it, it's hard to kill Burrow. It, it was a bad game for sure. I th- I think it was. A, Either his worst or his second worst. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things going into why that happened. No picks. As, no picks. There you go. That's right. Um, as as for uh, Tua, Tua looked good again. I Yeah, like not a flashy game. But it was more like that. No. It was like a cut between the Cardinals and the uh, Rams game pretty much. Yeah, it was a bit of it, it was a bit of in between where you got to see him do look like there was this one uh, rollout to the, his left. The first play of the game, to, for, for, or the first throw of the game, I should the say. The big, yeah, the big one to Gusecki. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like, he looked fantastic. There was a couple times where he just looked really fantastic. Um, they got to roll again, him they, out, like, like, at least five times a game, I think. It, first of all, it's working immediately. He's so good at it. And, yeah, and he's awesome at it. It's like, I think, like, the two easiest things for him are, yeah, I, I'd say that so far, is the rollouts and, like, the goal line fades, which I think have been... It's a very low qual- uh, low <laughs> efficiency play, but he's been good at throwing them. Like the Parker had the sick catch that wasn't a catch, but those two plays seem like uh, just kind of safe plays for Tua right now. And uh, it's not like he's risky with the ball, but you know what I mean. When they when they get that easy stuff, they should just keep rolling with it. Yeah. So, like you said, it was kind of in between game one where he didn't have to do anything, and then game two where he looked incredible. Yeah. It, it, you saw some of the flashes of what he can really do. But they built again. They built a, a, a pretty solid lead. They had another blocked punt. Um, although the score indicates it was a close game ish, it wasn't like it never felt like the Chargers were going to win this game. Um, and, and they kind of sat on the lead a little bit. But as, as uh, again, like I, he 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 was the best rookie quarterback of the four that started this week, and sure. I don't think it was particularly close. You know what I kind of loved is uh, the second Karras terrible snap. Where he, he, he <laughs> the Chargers recovered it, and two random ran. I forget who the defender was, but two random down and made the tackle. I, I appreciate stuff like that. They I would added, tell him not to do that next time, but yes. No, I don't keep doing it too. I don't care, baby. Show that grit. Um, it's also kind of fun. Maybe things that they shouldn't do, but they added some design runs for two in this game. The, there's like a an option and another one that I, I think it's it's fun. I don't know how much you want to do it, but it's fun. Uh, this Dolphins team is, I think, very fun to watch. Yes. Tua is obviously doing enough to win games right now. They're making a push for the playoffs. They, I believe, they played the uh, the Bills week seventeen. Like that might mm-hmm. be for the division. It might be the Sunday nighter. 
Brian Flores is one hell of a coach. The defense plays with so much energy. The special teams are incredible. I know the the Chargers are on pace to have like the worst special teams in NFL history, but like the Dolphins play good special teams. They're playing the Broncos this weekend. Uh, Drew Locke's been struggling. I'm 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 hoping it's Locke at be, least Locke close. Be out too. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping it's at least close so we get to see more of that Tua we saw against the Cardinals. Where they let them do a little bit more, but it's probably gonna like, be Rams too, especially especially in Denver. They 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 play Denver, the Jets, the Bengals the next three games. Ooh. That could be three wins. Yeah, for real. This I mean, hey, uh, the Dolphins might be my second favorite team right now because first of all, they're beating up on the NFC West for me, but second of all, they're they're fun, and I don't know if any defensive coach is doing a better job in the league right now than Brian Flores. I, I, I don't think there is any, to be honest. They, they 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 also, I swear, have by far the most rookie contributors. Yeah. It's like positive rookie contri- contributors. That's a good point. Uh, a couple more things on the Dolphins. You know what's annoying me? Like, Gusecki never seems to come down with any contested catches for Tua. There was like three that he should have had or at least done it's, a better it, job the, of bringing that, in. That, he did, that was him at Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Zach Ertz, that's why my comp was so sick. <laughs> and then, and then, just the oh, the, this was so close to like the the highlight reel play there in the in the f- just before half it was, where he slipped the sack and got outside and nearly contested uh, contested connected with Jakeem Grant for that touchdown, which would have been awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, that would have been awesome. But yeah, it was just kind of like a good game from Tua, nothing too flashy, and uh, we almost had an awesome highlight reel. For a rookie, it was a good like a, yeah. a very good game. I yeah. think, right? No, for sure. Speaking of very good games, Justin Herbert didn't have one. Sick. I think this was yeah, was... <laughs> yeah. Thanks. He he had set the bar so high that you just kind of felt like every week he was going to throw for three hundred yards, a couple touchdowns, and and make it close. It was his worst. He, uh, game. Yeah, right. it was. Yeah, it was definitely his worst game, and it was st- still like statistic. Like he had a garbage time. Like the Keenan Allen touchdown was a garbage time touchdown that yeah. helped the numbers a little bit. Um, he wasn't horrible. The offensive line was really bad yeah he, he just he was definitely affected by the pressure and the blitz like he was yeah. just he was never comfortable the, from from the first snap which in the prior games he 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 had been surprisingly okay under yeah. fire and, yeah. and very aggressive downfield and it kind of caught up to him it felt like in this game um one play even though if it, it was when they the game was definitely out of reach when he missed the wide open Mike Williams in the end zone, the back left corner in the end zone, mm-hmm. the fall, following play he hit Keenan Allen for touchdown. But just seeing him miss that, it kind of felt like he was maybe a little bit more shook in this game. Yeah, it was. Um, he was trying to like get the ball out, and it was like before receivers were coming to breaks at times, and he didn't really yeah. make any big time throws until they were already down fifteen yeah. on that last drive. And uh, the, the this team had been such an aggressive downfield team. Mm-hmm. Like between Jalen Guyton, the best deep threat in the league, and like big shots to Mike Williams, Keenan Allen working the underneath. I it sucks that like Kalen Balage is playing a major role for them. <laughs> he's he's only he's he's only like been on the team for three weeks, and that just goes to show how poor the running back room is without Austin Eckler. I I I hope he's back soon. Um, I I hope they can address the offensive line, like. As a big fan of hoping Justin Herbert works out, um, I hope they somehow end up with Panay Sewell. That would be my dream. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, if you're a Chargers fan, I don't think you come away from this game worried about Herbert at all. You you come away no, worried no. about the team and maybe Anthony Lynn, but not not Herbert. I mean, the, I, inter- the interception was really bad, but other than that. I think, I think Lynn's going to be back for sure. I do um, too. Just because, especially Shane Steichen's done a really good job as the OC. Gus Bradley's obviously a proven DC. Um, and, and they've just had, again, like, this team is missing Derwin James, Drew Tranquil, Melvin Ingram's been banged up all yeah. year. That's three really good starters, if not more than that. Uh, and then the, the O-line's been banged up. Like, Brian Bulaga's been so hurt. If the, uh, It just feels like every other Chargers year. Anyway, at least you got uh, Herbert now, though. Let l- l- let me tell you a little bit about my boy Jake Luton, <laughs> please. Uh, I watched so I had the Packers Jags game. The Jags were in it, but it wasn't because of Jake. But still, he he played like what you'd expect us more than or 
better than what you'd expect out of a six-round rookie. Like, he wasn't good, but he wasn't like, this guy can't play in the NFL bad. Like, he looked like a backup quarterback. He looked like a guy who's going to be a backup in the NFL for a couple years. Did you did you figure out a backup comp for him? Oh, you already uh, like what? Derek Anderson. Uh, right, uh, right. Derek Anderson, Oregon State, they're both tall. In a couple of years, he'll have a starting season somewhere where he throws 30-plus right. touchdowns yeah, and then Cle- immediately Cleveland. be bad. In Cleveland, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's way better ben- than Ben DiNucci. I, 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 I think a healthy Gardner Minshew is definitely um, has more upside than Jake Luton. But Jake Luton, higher floor. He's got more arm. Yeah. I think we definitely. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to push the ball deep either. I'll mm-hmm. say that he, he likes to. He likes to throw a deep DJ chart. Yeah. No. We and I think we definitely saw the lack of arm with Minshew come to come out yeah. a lot this year and. For sure. This this uh, this Jags team Justin Fields uh, is going to fix them. Don't you worry. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be he's going to walk in and have a lot of talent. Like DJ Chark, Lavisca Chanel, James Robinson. They they have parts to their O-line. The the defense has some guys. You, I, I think the most important thing is getting the right GM and head coach in yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Like, if they could somehow get Eric Bieniemy to go with Justin Fields, like, that would be crazy. I think that would be ideal, for sure. Uh, I'm excited for the coaching carousel. It, you know what? It should be a fun year. And last year was kind of, eh. I think this year's shaping up to be a, a lot more fun. We just love when people lose their jobs. Remember the hot seat corner? <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, anyway, um, who's your offensive rookie of the week? Uh, I had a couple of guys to throw down, but to, honestly, just to, to give me f- one. I, I am. I'm only going to give you one. Don't okay, worry okay. about it. And I chose this one to be flexible with my content, but <laughs> I chose. Oh. I chose Justin Jefferson, who I thought. Was, hey, me too. Hey, who was? I thought he was amazing. Obviously, on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, that matchup with Jalen Johnson was was fun as hell. I, did you put Jalen Johnson anywhere? No. Okay, so let's let's talk Jalen Johnson here too while we're at it. <laughs> Why not? Okay. I think we, we got to talk about it every week. Kind of up AJ's and down. Taking control. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> up and down for Jalen Johnson. I had a couple moments, but uh, more down than up. Um, yeah, like I I wouldn't say he had a bad game, <laughs> but. Yeah, well, it, it was it was subpar for for Jalen Johnson. Yes, yeah, that's a good way to say it. And for Justin Jefferson, it was another day at the office, baby, because he keeps churning out these big time performances. Yeah, it, especially in a game where it's it was what nineteen thirteen. Yeah, they're playing a Bears defense that is one of the five best in the league and mm-hmm. doing everything they can to shut down Dalvin Cook. They really needed this type of game from Justin Jefferson. He had obviously that what was it, 54 53 or 54 yeah. yard gain. Yeah. Like he with without him they don't win this game. Um Yeah, and it, the, I think a couple I, sticks stick movers too, like the one where Johnson yeah. slip was 3rd and 8 and he each got on the slant. I I believe he he led all players in third down yardage this week. Oh, nice um, stat. Thank you. I could have made it up. Nobody knows. No one's fact-checking that. They're just <laughs> believing it. Um, I think my favorite, je- although obviously the 54-whatever-yard gainer was the biggest play, I think my favorite one was that, that, that comeback against Kyle Fuller. Mm, no. For, uh, that, On the right sideline yeah. in the red zone. Like, it was just uh, with the, the rocker step and the yeah. – uh, just, just he, he's, so cleanly He's run. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But, um, he like, again, he – I don't. He he could still make a push for offensive rookie of the year. It's, yeah, he could. It's it's hard to jump quarterbacks, but he, yes, he's definitely the top receiver. And yes, and, and and the other thing is like the NFL season doesn't actually start until Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? Like th- three weeks ago, we were calling Russell Wilson the MVP. Now mm-hmm. he's not even in the top three. I'm just trying to hurt your feelings. Oh, he's not. Um, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and then like Kyler Murray is in the thick of things now, right? And it's yeah. like there's still like obviously week ten feels like we're very deep in the season, but there's still six games left, and a lot can happen. That's a third of the. Or I don't. I can't do math. That's like a third of the season. It's, it's over um, a third, if if my math is right. Which it could be. Um, <laughs> so I, I think like Justin Jefferson's having one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons we've we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And just a pat ourselves on the back. Big hit for both of us, baby. 
Uh, my favorite thing is, like, everyone on Twitter seems to be now going, like, well, I wasn't on Justin Jefferson. I didn't think he could only be a slot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a fake narrative we've I, invented now to pat ourselves on the back about being yeah. rid of it. And, like, and every time someone says something positive about Justin Jefferson, they, like, add that, like, he will use the fifth receiver off the board. You're still a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, it was just an all-time class. It, yeah, and, like, it's not like the other guys are all bums. And, like, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, and C.D. Lamb are, like, consensus the top three. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, by a wide margin. Like, I, I get for being, well, Jalen Rager shouldn't have gone ahead of him. I, I can understand that argument. But, like, let's not act like Justin Jefferson was taken where D.K. Metcalf or A.J. Brown was. Mm-hmm. Good point. I agree. All right, who's your defensive rookie of the week? Guess what, Rob? It was another week where no, no defensive player really, really uh, emerged. Ooh, I, I, I had, I had some good defensive guys this week. Really, I, I, mine wasn't that high key, so I honestly just gave it to a guy that that kind of popped for the first time because right? I think he deserves it. You mentioned him just off show to me. I, I give it to Raekwon Davis. Surprise. Oh, I think it I think it was definitively Raekwon Davis, and I think he had one of the best games I've seen from a defensive player this year. There defensive rookie this year. There we go. Fair enough. And it, it was zero pass rush, but he, he was just he was just uh, well. Okay, first let me, let me say this. I didn't realize it was him for a bit. Okay. I'm watching and I'm like, who's this? Ninety eight. He's just wrecking show. Yeah. And then, like, I realized it was him. Um, he looks like, like, uh, I'm I'm banging the table really hard for him right now. Like, as if he just like like you said, it's not like he had like a multi sack performance. He was just eating up the run game. Mm-hmm. He was, which he I was... think is like a big reason they drafted him, right? Yeah. To yep. to be kind of the, he he can play all along the defensive line and a lot of nose he, tackle in in this one too. Yes, I was gonna say he seems to be. Most comfortable as like a one tech no nose, um, just just eating up space. He did did a, I thought did a really good job working off blocks and getting to the yeah. backfield too, and just disrupting stuff. Yeah. Again, it was one of the worst O lines in the league, but no, I was with a guy who's as polarizing as Raekwon Davis. I think it's really great to see him kind of at least show this guy can be a a, a big time starting run defender. Yeah, and I, I think this is what. Maybe maybe some of the fans are still deluded, thinking he's a pass rusher. But I think, I think the the people who liked him I, a little later, like this is what you'd hope from him, and maybe not even this yes. productive so early. But um, yeah, like like what it was seven tackles, four of them were solo, and I, I think four of those were like big time run stops. Um, they they also on um on what was it third and goal. Uh, from like the one or the two, mm-hmm. he got in the backfield. He didn't make the tackle, but he hit the back and yep. like is the reason the back got stuffed. Yep. And there's, I, there's a lot of stuff like that where uh, he's doing a lot of the dirty work where it doesn't necessarily show up in the stat yeah. sheet. Although he, again, he did have seven tackles and was making a big impact um, as a run defender. But yeah, he no, I I was just like very happy to see it. The Dolphins are getting a ton of production and rookies. They are. And, like, just quickly, I know it's not our thing, but, like, Manuel Ogba has been a stud all year. Shaq Lawson's playing awesome right now, too, even. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, lo- this, I love this Dolphins team. Uh, not The defense is fun as hell, and the offense, obviously, there's two, and, like you said, uh, a shit ton of rookies. And, and we're, ta- <clears throat> we're talking a lot about the D-line here, and I, I think it, it makes it more – like, it feels like for a while in Penn, everyone's been, like, with their first – that they have two first round picks, it's going to be a receiver and a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a pass rusher now. Like, I mean, like you said, Emmanuel Ogba is having a Pro Bowl type season for sure. Yeah, Sha- Shaq Lawson's like been solid. Like Devon Godchow's obviously hurt, but he he's a, a good interior defensive lineman. You're getting this at a Raekwon Davis. Like maybe they wait on that. Maybe they take the flashier Travis Etienne than uh, Joseph Asai. That's a good point, and uh, but also on the, on the other hand, I could see Brian Flores just keep on doubling down and, and adding, to uh, which defense. is what I would do. I w- I would totally uh, focus on the top the top defender, front seven defender available. But I do think they're going to come away with Harris or Etienne, just because like after all this mess in the backfield. But I mean, hey, Ahmed is looking good, and more, I'll, t- I'll yeah. mention him later. So whatever. Yeah, me too. They love them undrafted Washington running backs. They love them, baby. Okay, worst rookie. Uh, Patrick Queen, who uh, I think okay, okay, I I kind of copped out and I put both quarterbacks here, but I put him for underwhelming. 
Yeah, see, I was about to say it was maybe more of an underwhelming performance, but I have another guy there. But I think with Queen's expectations so high right now, I think I'm gonna. Uh, it's fair to knock him down a couple pegs for work. Uh, worst recce, because I mean, he, I think he just looked pretty uh, lost all game. Like it was just against the, the run, he the, was just out of place constantly, jumping yes. the, the wrong holes. The instincts looked rough, like we we saw at times at LSU. Uh, I think. I think obviously like the the big point at you know that meme where it's um Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think like the big that of the game was on the Jacoby Myers touchdown pass where he just what mm-hmm. was he looked like he knew it was happening and then just didn't He, he was there. React. He, he just couldn't exactly. find the football. He didn't find the football. Yeah. So I think like that's the big pointed out moment, but I think you made the the right point in that his run defending was the more underwhelming part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just the flashy one. You know what? I mean? Maybe what happened is like he got to the end zone and he he realizes like, wait, Cam doesn't have the ball, <laughs> and kind of got confused himself. Um, <laughs> anyways, that was a it was a nice play. Obviously, a sick design. Jacoby Myers is a king, but yeah, it's just uh. With that highlight and just like I think he had nine tackles, but it just it was a lot like Damian Harris was was working, baby. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't like impactful tackles. No, and it was a lot. A lot of the big runs were uh, him being out of place and getting picked up. Yeah, Damian Harris is so much better than Sony Michelle. <laughs> yes, that's a hey Harris a hit, but it was Michelle a big miss. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, who's your primetime star? Uh, Je- Justin Jefferson was number one, but uh, yeah. to give another name, I-, I went with Julian Blackman, who, oh, okay, quieter game, but he had that yeah. nice TFL, which was yeah. fun as hell. I-, I like seeing whenever Der- Derek Henry goes down in the backfield, um, <laughs> and like four tackles total. And I think he was just like a traffic cop over the top. Like, yeah, every game it, it seems like the tight. Obviously, the Colts won, and I think he was a big reason because every every big tight end's win is um. They're hitting one of these big downfield passing plays, or a couple of them, and they're stacking them together. Or at least Brown is, you know, has a big catcher run. I think their longest completion of the game was 21. That's not air yardage, just yardage. And I think he was just a big part of that, being a traffic cop over the top, uh, preventing those long plays, and just a nice, quiet performance, but a big-time performance. I'm glad you went with him because I went with Michael Pittman, but I think both of them certainly earned this type of recognition. I, I went with uh, Pittman because it was just nice to see him have that game. Like, eight touches, 122 yards. They need that from him. If Like, I, I think they do ultimately win the AFC South, but how far are they really going to go past that? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be dependent on him because um, T.Y. doesn't seem to be the same player he used to be, and, and, and they're not getting a ton of production out of other positions. It's been a lot of... Naeem Hines and Moali Cox carrying the load this year. Um, and if they can get Michael Pittman going like this every week, and his ball skills just stood out to me so much. He He's just got fantastic yeah. hands. Yeah. And I, I think – Go ahead, sorry. I, I think he can be that downfield power forward, and we've seen Philip Rivers jive with that in the past with the, with the mm-hmm. Vincent Jacksons of the world. Exactly. And, I, hey, the real reason I didn't put him here and gave uh, Blackman some credit is because I put – uh, Michael Pittman Jr. from looking like a mess. Who I was just kind of waiting <laughs> here. Uh, look, we all knew I was I was lower on everyone than <laughs> on him. Uh, but yeah, he had over 100 yards. the The 40 yard catch and run was awesome on the crossing route there. He was he was open, but it was still great. Then he had the what 21 yards on the end around, which is which is yep. great. He looks really dangerous with the ball in his hands. Yes. And then, like you said, you had that power forward element because obviously he's six foot four. Uh, he he looks like the real day, and they just got to figure out to keep uh how to keep this performance happening and like you said they're not getting much from anyone else on the offense uh so i mean hey i, th- I think we could definitely see Pittman being a a real big time contributor like this down the stretch for the colts this wide receiver class it's like every every i mean they're we, we've talked jefferson we've talked Pittman, and there was other receivers that i uh, i had in my games who could have gone and at least competed for offensive rookie of the week mm-hmm. most weeks, and, and it's just like this class is ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's 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 it, like, are we ready to say it's the all timer? As at least for a rookie it's, class, it's, at least it's, it's funny because it's a lot of outside of Jefferson, like nobody I think is going to make the Pro Bowl out of the group. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just they're also like maybe it's not super consistent each week, but it's like. 
every week there's a couple of them who go off and it, it changes each week and it's just i think it's really that like it's the deepest rookie wide receiver class we've seen you know who i'm really waiting for to get his shot is van jefferson i, I know this isn't the place to talk yeah. about this but i mean it sucks because josh reynolds is playing awesome right now I just, uh, like, I almost wish he, he ended some, like, it felt like such a perfect fit, but he's not getting a shot yet. I almost wish okay. he was somewhere else. Anyways, yeah. So, someone's going to pay my boy Josh, and then Van can step into wide receiver three. Bro. There you go. I do wonder what Josh Reynolds commands on. Again, not the place to talk about it, but I do wonder uh, what he'll get on the open market. That's a good question. That's a good question. He's, he seems like the type of receiver I'd want to bet on if I, I'm looking for a top three receiver like do you do you think it's probably more of a cole beasley deal not not yeah. the comp him, yes then a tyrell yes. williams deal but yeah correct yeah uh okay i already said patrick queen has an underwhelming performance but i'll also add zach moss who uh, against the cardinals he, he he obviously was coming off last week's big win uh, a yeah. big game um against the cardinals he was pretty much a non-factor they don't run the ball well and they don't run the ball often uh, he he was just eight touches, seventeen total yards. It was very quiet. Nothing, nothing too flashy. Nothing. He had like one run where he broke a couple tackles, but other than that, it was a. Yeah. You thought maybe he could build on last week's uh, game, but two, it didn't happen. Two, two weeks ago, yeah, the Pats game. Last yeah, sorry, week, two weeks ago. Yeah, last week they just didn't run the ball. Like uh, it was the fewest rushing attempts ever, right? Wasn't it? No, oh, no, yeah, no. it was. That, that, no, or, that was the other game. But they they were like they had like two attempts at half. They don't run the ball very much. No, I I mean yeah, and it's a part of their game plan. Hey, Brian Dable is coaching them up, and I know they lost this game, but it wasn't on Brian Dable. No, no. Uh, who do you have for underwhelming? It hurts me to say, say it. Hurts me to say it, but I'm putting Jeremy Chin here, and obviously he's been one of the best yeah, defensive rookies this sense. season. Uh, it's just his coverage kind of, not exposed, but like he was in coverage on the Cameron Brait touchdown, which was just a goal line. Out route, and he was there, but break got him. And then Gronk worked him on the long on the long one, where he looked like vintage Gronk, and just beat Chin in coverage. It, it wasn't too far, but then you know, it's Gronk. He runs a four ten right now. <laughs> Sorry, four ten the highway, four nine right now. And then you know he, Gronk dragged him for another five yards and just left him in the dust. Uh, I do think it was just the worst game of the year for Chin in in, in, in totality. Like, he just wasn't flying around like he usually was. And then he had these two. He's coming off the injury, too. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, just the two low lights. It's just, uh, it's, again, it's not like it was a brutal game. It's just um, underwhelming because he's been fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back back to my uh, Ohio State well for my looks like a hit. I'm bringing up Devon Hamilton again. He, like... To me, he's been every bit as good as Derek Brown. Yeah. And you got him in the third round. <laughs> yeah. Against the Packers, he, he uh, he's very disruptive. And it wasn't just clogging up the run lanes as he normally does, but he he, he flashed that big power and got a sack. He broke up a pass. He, a couple times he, he got after Rodgers a little bit. Like, it was a close game because of the Jaguars' defense. Outside of a couple big Devontae Adams plays, I thought the Jaguars' defense played pretty well, and that was more just Trey Herndon getting fucking cooked. <laughs> yeah, MBS, M- um, baby. Um, but, yeah, Devon Hamilton looks like a, a big-time piece going forward. Yes, for definitely. Um, I don't know if anyone on the defense is playing better football right now than Devon Hamilton for the Jaguars. Which, actually, as you say that, I was going to ask. I meant to ask already, but um, defensive rookie of the year, like who, again – it feels like so much can change over the next couple of weeks, but like, who would your top three even be right now? I don't, I don't even know. It's like, right. Cause it's like Jer- Jeremy Chin was certainly in it. And then he got hurt and not a great game this week. Um, Clean. Like, Julian Blackman is kind of yeah. who I, who comes to mind for me, but it feels like he's not going to get that type of attention. And it seems like Jalen Johnson, who's I, there's not many rookies that have been better. Maybe than that him. is the best option. Yeah, um, I think yeah, He's is been it Mr. Consistent? Johnson, Chin, Queen, and uh, Blackman, the top four, I think. And then Devon Hamilton, five maybe. Yeah, but like, in what world is Devon Hamilton really gonna get the? Yeah, like, you, I know. He, I you're know. right. He's been one of the best. Uh, he, but. he he, but yeah, like uh, anyway, who and, who looks like a hit for you? And Chase Young can go off any minute. Um, That's although true. kind of a boneheaded play this week. Anyways, uh, this one this one's fun to say, man. How about DeAndre Swift, who looked like. RB1, and the few of us had him there, but legit, Oaks explosive all game. And it, what, 149 total yards, 81 of those are on the ground, uh, 58 
uh, sorry, 68 on five catches and a touchdown. Uh, nice between the tackles running. Um, he knew when to bounce the runs outside, and it was consistently he looked like he was moving at a different speed than everyone else out there. Um, had, had an awesome pickup on a screen where he just followed the blocks and looked great. Uh, kind of fun on the on his touchdown catch. They lined him outside in a bunch formation, and he ran a little whip route. Uh, John Bostic was in coverage. He was he was way off, but like he was in Bostic coverage. So and yeah, he literally had no chance, and then he fell down, breaking his ankles trying to break with a uh, <laughs> with Swift. And then uh, Swift caught it, dropped his shoulder on a guy, and went into the end zone. It was awesome. Uh, they lined him up again out wide, caught a slant. Uh, all day breaking tackles. The contact balance was awesome. Uh, hurdled a guy at one point. 49 of his yards came after contact. Every time he touched the football, he looked like he had a chance to, t- to, to house it. Uh, he looked dangerous. Which is what he showed at Georgia. Like, exactly. He is such a well-put-together yeah. athlete. That was my big takeaway. It looked like Georgia DeAndre Swift, and that's it. awesome. And I, it took him some time, and uh, you know, well, this, Adrian this... Peterson's still the best running back. Like like five weeks ago, he had this type, not to this extent, but he had a, a what felt like a breakout game, and yep. he just didn't, I don't know, fire Matt Patricia and then just feed the Swift man. Correct. It's funny, though. Adrian Peterson still looks pretty good, but Swift, Swift was awesome. Um, I, I'm going to stick at defensive tackle again for my looks like a miss. Um, we haven't talked about him in a while. I think he brought him up once a couple weeks ago. Ross Blacklock is just such an irrelevant player. He's one of the most irrelevant players. <laughs> he, against the Browns, like, when he was in, like, he was just getting moved, and that's a good Browns O-line, but he was yeah. just getting moved, and he wasn't in often. But when he was, ask, like, it, do you know the snap count for Blacklock? Yeah, he played tw- 22% of the snaps. I think it was 14 total snaps. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot. Yeah, and, and when he was in, it wasn't good, so I could understand why he wasn't in. Yeah. Um, and that's a dude who I I want I, I think was top forty on my big board and he just mm-hmm. like he looks like he m- might not last in the league very long and he, that's a guy Daniel Jeremiah was like banging the table for you, okay friend of the show Matt McCoon this is funny I, I was looking through my old pictures today uh, back in January before the Blacklock really had the buzz he he, he said to us I'll give me AJ twenty five dollars if Blacklock ever makes a Pro Bowl and it looks like Matt's keeping his money. Do you, wow! Do you remember that? I was like, I was like, okay, no. I'll keep this receipt, man. He, I like him right now. He, this looks like a good chance. And then his stock kept rising and rising. And then, uh, well, I've I've always said Matt McCoon, best defensive tackle uh, scout I know. When he's got he, money on it, for sure. He also, well, he also gave a shit when we weren't sure about the Raquan Davis pick for the Dolphins. So look at that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um. <laughs> the man doesn't miss on DTs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my miss, I said Pittman. Um, but if, yeah. I, if I, I, that's my only one cause I'm, I'm so smart, but if, if I can pivot, I want to stay, stick with the Colts and I, I put Jonathan Taylor for needs to step it up because, uh, I'm going to read an ad, but okay. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Come on, AJ. That, that's this what show we call doesn't the... happen without this ad money. So we, we're making so much now. That's what you call a tease for after the ad. Stick around. Yeah, stick around for, we both have Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> So, uh, support for Seven Rounds in Heaven comes from Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. On talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has a proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Actually, let me bring this up. Before, I knew you weren't supposed to use regular electric trimmers on your nuts when I was like 14. Fuck that hurt. So that's why 14-year-olds everywhere need this. You were shaving your balls at 14? Yeah, I was in high school. I thought I was going to do some fucking... No, that's sick. Very very modern man, Rob. Yeah, it was like I'm 14, big man on campus. You know, here while, while, we're, while we're in this in this break in this great ad, um, if you could shave any shape into your uh, pubic hair, what shape would you choose? What you mean? What shape do I shave into my pubic yeah, hair? Yeah, when you're 14. Uh, no, now. 
Okay, okay. Tell triangle. me what you were doing when I was 14 and tell me what you're doing now. Triangle now. Okay. Upside down triangle now. Like an arrow. I get it. I thought it was the Illuminati symbol, but okay. Oh, oh, uh, oh. we're getting into this. Rectangle Over. in high school. <laughs> anyway, Keep the Lawnmower 3.0. Shut up. The Lawnmower 3.0 <laughs> comes inside their brand new package, Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pairs of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And... With the money you're going to save this year on the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, you should use that at Bet Online. Because, guess what? You could double, triple, or even quadruple your money at Bet Online by betting online. And with that money, you could get more Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0s and give them to everyone you know. So, head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Okay, we both said, need to step it up. Jonathan Taylor, seven carries, 12 yards against the Titans. Jordan Wilkins had more carries. Naeem Hines is by far their most impactful running back. Yeah. It feels like if he doesn't step it up soon, he's just going to, as they make a push to win the AFC South, they're going to stop trying because they need to win games. And they are still trying, though. How many how many fourth down carries did they get? Like three or four? Well, like, it, it, I, it seems like that that's his role now, right? Like he's the short yardage back because Naeem Hines is tiny he's not even good at but yeah he's not good at it well Rivers can't sneak so <laughs> that's a good point I mean Brissette's the king of the sneak so it's all good they're, they're becoming but, a CFL team <laughs> yes but yeah I mean like he he's uh he's he's just so ineffective and in, like vision even is, in these short yardage yeah. spots where I, I, you, I think he converted two of them but like the vision is bonk yeah he I don't know he's a great athlete but He's not breaking tackles, and nope. the vision is by far the most concerning thing. And like you said, Hines is playing twice as much as him, and uh, it's for good reason because he's way better. Yeah. All right, who's not ready to play? Uh, I think we've had him here a couple times. I don't know if I ever have. But, uh, hey, a guy we liked before the draft, um, Darnay Holmes, who's still out there struggling for the New York Giants. Um, and, like, even – like, it was kind of a – it was pretty – like, not, not a big flashy bad game, but just not a good game. And – when he was in good position, he, he grabbed and had a P.I. And it was just like, I don't know. He's getting thrown out there, but, like, he's just not ready to be out there. And that's why he's here. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't know. And it just feels like he's not aggressive. I don't know. Maybe he just, maybe just needs a year. I, I don't know what the big issue is for him, to be honest. Uh, for me, I'm with Kenneth Murray. He... <sighs> we talked about it the other week where he got benched. Yeah. This, this week, like, it's... He, you wouldn't know he's on the field is kind of Definitely. how I feel about him a lot Definitely. of the time, and, and like even Denzel Perryman was making some splashy run stops in this game. And you don't game. see, th- yeah, and you don't really see that from Murray. He just seems lost and out of place, and he's never in a position to actually make the play. And like Salvin Ahmed kind of went off on this Chargers uh, <laughs> front seven, uh, like picking up chunk runs after chunk run, and I think that says a lot. Like Kenneth Murray is. No bueno. No That's bueno. what the kids say. Yeah. All right, best day three, Ricky? I'll give you two here. Uh, yes. DJ, DJ Wanham, first and foremost. Hey, a, it's a good one. So, yes. And I, I feel like we haven't given him enough credit. It's almost like I just – Well, he, yeah, he's certainly been one of the, like, the three best edge rushers in this yeah. rookie class. You're right. And you know what I love about him? It's like he seems to turn it up 
in those big pass rushing spots where he can just pin his ear back and go, which is awesome. And he had what a sack, three QB hits on uh, on Nicky Foles. Actually, I think one of them was Bray, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like consistently. It's like when they're in a big spot and they're it's third in line, and uh, the Vikings are trying to you know prevent a comeback or whatever. Wallen comes in and he's he's making plays and uh, yeah, I mean the edge rusher class like you just alluded to has not been good, but uh, Wallen, I, I first of all big miss for me. I wasn't too high on him. Uh, I thought he went too high and he's been a real real good contributor. And maybe I, I know the season's a loss, but maybe maybe a part of why they were okay with trading uh, Ngakwe away. Interesting, interesting. Um. First, I, I I have to say Tyler Bass. The man hit three fifty plus yard <laughs> field goals against the Cardinals. They were yeah. all career longs. Like they just, it was like 52, 54, and fifty eight. Sick. Yeah, Georgia Southern's kicker, you baby. He's from Georgia Bass. Southern, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Him and uh, the the Falcons kicker, Young Way Koo. Yeah, best onside kick guy in the game. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't draft a kicker, but if you're gonna draft this guy. Hey, Matt Gay's on the Chargers now too, baby. I'm the Rams. That's big signing for me. Yeah, I, I meant to send that to you, but uh, <laughs> who's your, who, who's your other best day three? Uh, the Bravey on Roy, I put here. Who like maybe more up and down than Wanham, but like had some flashy plays. Uh, two QB hits from the interior, obviously, which is pretty impressive. Like he, he was making some splashes as a as a pass rusher, and then he blocked an extra point. Which I mean, every time every time someone blocks a kick, you end up on my show. So <laughs> on my list for the show. <laughs> You uh, love special teams. I do, I do. And, like, there's just some, like, low plays in the running game. There's some struggling. But, like, he's a six-round pick, and he's been playing a lot. And we've talked about him multiple times, and it's it's very promising. And, obviously, the familiarity is there with Matt Rule. But uh, I think there's a promising start for a six-round rookie. Hell, yeah. Um, I'm going to give you two offensive linemen. Uh, Solomon Kinley, mm-hmm. that guy's just the angriest person in the league. I, how, I swear. <laughs> how awesome After was it when they put him play. at fullback on the on the Alchemist? Yeah, just oh, I love Solomon Kinley. He's just he's the tone setter. I mean, again, yeah. they're playing a lot of rookies in general this year, and he has been, I think, the the best one. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Austin Jackson's. We haven't talked about him, but like he started on. He, he came back. Been, he. Yeah. He came. Well, he he finally came back. He he wasn't like bad. No, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Lots of lots of good stuff coming into Miami, uh, and then Michael and Wenyu. Um, he, it wasn't his best game, but again, like considering he's a six round rookie, he's just it, changing positions every week. Like he's so it, good in the run game. It might have been his worst game, but like that's not saying a lot because he's been so right. Bad. Like, and, and, yeah. yeah. He, he's also, they're playing him a right tackle, and he, he's definitely just a guard in general. <laughs> but it's fucking like, awesome that he can play tackle. <laughs> yes, yes. But I think he, like, his future is as a pro bowl guard, I, I if agree. things work out. Um, okay, best undrafted rookie. James Robinson. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't, that wasn't even your game. I know, but like I put Aukman for out of nowhere, so I had to put James Robinson here, and I do it every week. You weekend. didn't even watch this. Hot, yeah, I watched his highlights. It was sick. 109 yards. Well, just cucking me. Um, yeah, no, he it's he's Mr. Consistent. Like, Very much so. He, it wasn't anything too too flashy, but it's he it, it feels like he breaks arm tackles every down mm-hmm. or every carry, and he's just he's gonna get you four to ten yards on every carry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's he's a the, good back. Look, like. I don't know. I also put Ahmed here, who had 85 yards and a touchdown against Chargers. Who, uh, like, he's obviously not like James Robbins. It's their starting running back going forward. Ahmed's not that in Miami, but he he's gonna be a nice little complimentary back. Yeah, like a bit of juice to him. Like had multiple yes. good chunk runs. Um, it just keeps adding to the don't draft a running back or running backs don't matter um, pile of evidence. Hell yeah. Okay, Ricky, who flashed? I'll give you three if that's okay with you, Rob. Um, yeah, I've got like ten. So. Okay, no, mine are just quick ones. That's what I always do. Uh, Jalen Rager, I thought he had a good game. Four catches, 47 yards. Uh, looked like the most competent Eagles pass catcher. They're just going to keep having to get him the football. I mean, they obviously lost to the Giants. They're a mess, but <laughs> they can make the playoffs. So um, just keep expanding his role there. And then I'll give you two defensive players from the Seahawks-Rams game. Uh, first for the Rams, uh, one of our guys, Terrell Lewis, had two sacks. Uh, just looked really nice rushing the passer. 
it wasn't like anything too flashy. Kind of kind of come clean, came clean. But um, I, I like that they're kind of expanding his role a bit and letting him just go after um the opposing quarterback. And for the Seahawks on the defense side of the ball, it it sucks that it's Jordan Brooks that like he's a first round pick and he shouldn't just be a rookie who flash. But he kind of kind of his best game. He had five tackles and like he had a really awesome PBU on Robert Woods where like. I don't know. He probably closed about eight yards from when Goff was winding up to to the the point of the catch, and just like tackled Woods' arm, like just ran through his arms. It was pretty fucking cool. Um, so <laughs> I think we see it, like flashes of Jordan Brooks, um, but it's still a stupid fucking draft pick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay, I'll, I'll rattle off a couple. Um, Jedrick Wills. Yeah. He he's such a good fit for that offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're in for two hundred and thirty-one against the Texans in a yucky day. Um, a couple of wide receivers, Chase Claypool, 56 yards, two scores against the Bengals. T. Higgins, same game, seven for 115 in a score. Both of them look like at, at minimum wide receiver twos. Yep. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk in the in the 49ers Saints game, and a lot of it came on the opening scoring drive mm-hmm. where he ended up scoring the touchdown, but seven for 75 in a score. If that team can get healthy, like him and Debo Samuel are going to be so much yeah. fun together. Yeah, healthy and good uh, quarterback, that is. And then I, I thought Javon Kinlaw had his flashiest game. He, he had one and a half sacks, um, a couple QB hits. He was getting in the backfield a lot. That, that uh, it was, was a lot of effort, year, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a really nice effort sack where he, he kind of worked to the outside and, it, and um, as, as uh, Breeze climbed the pocket, and he chased him down. Against probably the best interior line in the league? Probably. Yeah. Maybe. So They're up there. They're up there for sure. Top five at the very least. I, I would take the Colts, but yeah. Um, and then, oh, C.J. Henderson looked pretty good against the Packers. Uh, he, he he kept pretty good pace with Devontae Adams uh, when he was on him. Um, all, again, all their big plays were given up by Trey Herndon. Uh, so and then I, I, I also put Julian Blackman here. So. You know what uh, I kind of I kind of love just quickly. <laughs> Cleveland keeps getting these terrible weather games, and like they're just pounding the football. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, who's your out of nowhere, Rook? I said mine, Salvin Ahmad. Right, was just yeah, it was just awesome. It was a fun performance. And hey, keep 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 not drafting Washington running backs, but uh, bring them on the team. Um, mine is Malcolm Perry, just three <laughs> touches for twenty-seven yards. But that awesome. one, that that one, I think it was his first one so on the like wildcat. the screen. Wasn't a wildcat. I don't know what it was. Where he, he he was just like made like seven people miss. Yeah, yeah it was a wildcat because the announcer at first was like Tua, and it's like it's not Tua. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, he just looked so shifty in the open field. And hey, caught the caught the ball well too. I know it's yeah. one, but no, I'm looked, ready for him to be the the wide receiver four or five gadgety lineup guy. It's funny that Lynn Bowden is there, and that's not him. <laughs> Rick Lynn Bowden. Fuck! What a, what a I don't what I don't want to think about him. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. All right, finally, who's your start the rook? I got a weird one for you. I'm, I'm going to just say a couple guys from the Philadelphia Eagles because I think it's about time to start mixing some guys in. So I'll, I'll rattle off three guys here. First, uh, how about Jack Driscoll, who, I mean, actually, I think he did play at one snap this game. I don't even know where the hell it came, but that's according to the websites. But, I mean, that line is still a mess. Sue Lopetta starting at guard. I know Driscoll's a tackle, but, like, maybe – it's time to give him a shot inside and like try to get creative. I uh, it can't hurt because that interior line is is still a disaster. Uh, flipping to the defensive side, how about Damian Taylor who played three snaps? They don't have linebacker. See what Damian Taylor is. This season's a disaster. Even if you make the playoffs, you're losing. Who cares? And lastly, to to a lesser extent, Kayvon Wallace. Uh, I, he's coming back from the injury, so it's just like just going forward. I want to see him on the field more because again. You guys are losing to the fucking Giants. Just see what these guys are doing. It's, I don't know. It's like it's like I think we've seen from Wallace some nice flashes too. Like nothing spectacular, but uh, hopefully down the stretch they get him on the field more when he when he's really uh, healthy and ready to go. That was a lot. I'm I'm impressed. You you came ready today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Normally you don't. Uh, I I I gotta I gotta pound the table for my guy to get in the game. Jonathan Grenard. Yeah. The Texans' season is lost. Yeah. They don't have a draft pick. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't have a – like, there's literally – I don't – also, by the way, Deshaun Watson, sneaky awesome, like, pro bowl level year. 
yeah, despite no, everything going on. That's a on. good point. It's like, uh, I, I guess I haven't done even too many Texans games. They're like, I don't know. I hate watching them, but every time you do, Deshaun Watson's making awesome plays. It's just yeah, like he doesn't sucks. He yeah, like he doesn't make mistakes. He's phenomenal still. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see Jonathan Grenard get in the game. Uh, I was very very high on him. He was your second pick in in this draft, the top one hundred pick. Yeah, get him on the field a little bit more. He he only he he plays very minimal right now. And yeah, and I, he's know, had a couple of hurries when he's been on the field. Too. Yeah. It, it's it's the time of the season where you, you should just, if you're totally out of it, let's see what you got. I know. I agree. I agree. And, like, that's kind of my thing with the Eagles. I know they're obviously not totally out of it at all, but they need guys to step up, so maybe these guys can. Hell, yeah. Well, we did it, AJ. We made it through with me holding a phone to my ear the entire show. <laughs> now I get to go back and see if there's any uh, bad sounds on the recording, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. I don't know. That's it.